Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. In the absence of Henry, who has survived day one on the slopes without medical intervention, a man who knows no limitations. This is general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. It almost certainly isn't. Wall Street follows through on yesterday's post-CPI bounce with a post-PPI bounce. Producer price index numbers in the 12 months to June were up 0.1%, the smallest year-on-year gain since August 2020, three years ago. And that was down from plus 0.9% in May last month. And on the back of that, although Wall Street or the Dow Jones was only up 48 points, at one point it was up 135, at worst up 18. So it still sort of drifted during the day. But the Nasdaq up one5 8% now 7% sorry a 7% gain in Snowflake not one of the biggest companies in the world it has to be said obviously helps and there was a 4.4% gain in Google Nvidia up 4.7% Tesla and Amazon both up over 2% so technology is taking the lead and you'll find the Nasdaq and I think the S&P 500 hitting a year high and you'll see in our technical scan section today that the Nasdaq is over bought, the S&P 500's overbought, and a string of tech-based ETFs are overbought, including FANG, NDQ, HNDQ, which we hold, SEMI, RBTZ, Robotics, DRIV, Electric Vehicles, iPay, CRIP, it's all happening in tech. The notable thing about our technical scans this morning is not so much the overbought tech, but the absence of any other overbought ETFs and market indices. It's all technology at the moment. Thank goodness for the US markets. The Australian market would be rather dull if we didn't have those to invest in. And predictably oversold at the moment are SNAS and BBUS, which is short NASDAQ ETF and short S&P 500 ETF. And interestingly, our own ATEC ETF, which is the ETF over the Australian Alltech Index, that has just hit a year high, which is rather remarkable because one of the largest components is computer share. They put it in the index because it had computer in the name, but it's hardly a tech stock, has to be said. And computer share loves high interest rates. So whilst interest rates come down, and bounces tech, CPU should be going down because it's earning less money on money. Anyway, the other sector doing rather nicely overnight is resources. We've got BHP up 2.7%, Rio up 3.12% in the US in ADR form, which follows through from a good rise in those stocks yesterday. Resources were up 2.01% as a sector yesterday. The other sector doing rather nicely yesterday was REITs, Real Estate Investment Trusts up 3.2%, which for a boring sector is a huge move, but it does make it clear that the theme du jour is lower interest rates and REITs, obviously, with all the debt they hold, natural part of their existence, with all the debt they hold, they benefit from falling interest rates. On that front, after that PPI number yesterday, the chances of a rate rise at the next Fed meeting on July the 26th was pretty static overnight, 92.4% chance. In other words, that's baked in. The chances of a September rate rise on top of a rate rise this month 
So the chances of a second rate rise have dropped from 27.5% a week ago to 12.9% today. So it's getting less likely we are going to see rate rises after July. And as Goldman Sachs said yesterday, it's one and done for the year at least. The other feature overnight is the US dollar index down 0.75%, having fallen 1.19% the day before. So that's a two-day fall of almost 2%. That's a massive move in a currency, especially the world's reserve currency, not quite the whole world. And anything priced in US dollars gets cheaper as the US dollar index goes down. And that means commodity prices go up. So overnight, we've got the oil price up one and a half percent or so we got most of the metal prices up nickels down a couple of percent after a big jump yesterday gold is up a little bit not much 0.16 percent gold sector had a fabulous day yesterday which doesn't make sense to me if the world was at war inflation was rampant and we were into barbed wire and baked beans and shotguns then i can see why gold would be going up but inflation is now perceived to be falling The world is not at war. Okay, might be a few people disagree with that. And we're not at shotguns and baked beans yet. So gold really just enjoying the drop in the US dollar. S&P 500 up 0.85% last night. Industrials, if you look at our new table of global stocks every morning, you'll see outside of tech, the industrial sector was really rather mixed in the US, some up, some down. No major moves. And also on that table, you'll see the big lithium stocks overnight were mostly down a little bit. Gold stocks, having had a rampant run, were mixed. And resources, apart from BHP and Rio, Freeport McMoran up another 3.7%. Glencore up 2.5%. But outside of that, all a bit subdued. Most of the big energy stocks overnight, we had ExxonMobil down 1.8%, Chevron down 1.3%. So it's really a tech story at the moment. We have, of course, the results season in the US kicking off big time tonight. If you go to the tools tab on our website, you will see US second quarter results season calendar. Tonight, we've got JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, Citigroup. Next Tuesday, we've got Bank of America, Morgan Stanley, Wednesday, Goldman Sachs. And then we start getting into big tech results next Thursday, Tesla, Netflix. And then the week after that, Microsoft, Google, Meta, Amazon, Apple, and many others. So big finance followed by big tech results coming up. We also have a, under the tools tab, we have the Australian results calendar as well. Have a look at that. Few results next week, couple the week after. We really get going from about the 7th of August and Commonwealth Bank is on 9th of August. And with this interest rate vibe, you might think banks are reasonably safe and they're sort of bottom of trading range at the moment. Reasonably safe running into results. Only the CBA has dividends coming up, of course. The other major banks, out of the major banks, the other major banks will have quarterly results, but that's all. They've got different year ends. Going back to last night, the weekly jobless number, which is that weekly number, obviously. Jobless claims fell, which rather goes against the inflation trend. It sort of suggests a tight labor market still, which is inflationary. But let's just ignore the facts for one night. In early news in Australia, Philip Lowe is not going to have his seven-year term renewed when it expires in September. The next RBA governor expected to be announced at a press conference later this morning after a cabinet meeting. Michelle Bullock, Stephen Kennedy, Jenny Wilkinson, 
the three candidates in contention. A couple of other headlines. Andrew Forrest says split with his wife won't destroy Fortescue, investors say. Nicola Forrest will end up as the single biggest Fortescue shareholder. Shares didn't care yesterday, up 1.3%. There's a bit of hoo-ha as well still over Patriot Battery Metals, PMT. After a shorting report shot holes in it, Macquarie are standing behind it, saying their valuation stands without saying anything defamatory. You might read about that if you're interested, but the feeling is that there is a lot of hype in the stock, driven by brokers with corporate purpose. Aussie dollar, 68.92, been doing rather well. Iron ore price up 0.31%, bit of a yawn. Bond yields down in the US yet again, quite materially, 9% 9 basis points and 11 basis points, and we're down here yesterday. So this peak in bond yields is significant to the equity markets. Is it real or is it momentary? Two strong days of peaking inflation and peaking bond yields could start a trend. And that's about that today. Lastly, ASX 200 futures up 39. We were up what to do that would be pretty solid after a 111 point rise yesterday. That will be our market up over 2% in two days. I throw you back to last Friday when our market fell 120 points. Hard to know. Good article today from Harold, our retired member who writes in the newsletter. Have a look out, look out for retirement today and look out for the new formatting of our emails, trying to make it fresh and with bigger fonts for all you 60 plus year olds like myself. I'll be back with the members podcast midday. 